welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Back to the ebook is Falcha. Hi, hello and welcome. It is John O'Sullivan from the Irish Pagan School and we are here with our weekly check-in, chat and coffee. Um, uh, you may notice, those of you who are keeping track, that this video is slightly late. And uh, the reason for that is in we are currently in the process of moving home. And it's been a lot of transition, a lot of change, a lot of kind of stuff going on for us, um, which interestingly aligns with where we are in our annual program with the Morrigan Intensive, because the Morrigan is a goddess of change. Um, so uh, I actually am going to share a story with you that I wrote many, many years ago now. And it surprised me when I went looking for the story how many years ago. Um, but it is about the Morrigan. It's about the Morrigan and the Dagda. It is one of the first stories that I wrote before I had done even a fifth, even uh, like uh, even two percent of the investigation into the lore and the mythology that I have now done. This was one of the very early stories that I wrote, and yet it still seems to fit the energies of the Dagda and the Morrigan as far as my experience of them goes. Um, and so this is a story I'd like to share with you. So it is called The Seventh Day. The sounds of battle had rocked the land for days and nights without end. On the fourth day, Kredjana took the task, the finely crafted weapons, to repair and replace so the folk could reap a toll of war. On the fifth day, Grivnu unleashed his fires to burn the foe and set the land alight. On the sixth day, Bridget spoke before the assembled hordes and called for an end to the fever fire, but her words fell on ears made deaf by hatred. On the seventh day, she came. Out of the darkness and across the lands through flame, she came. War chariot thrumming as she drove it hard across the land, she came. Braids of war set to writhe about the air about her head, wreck and ruin her intent laid bare in the brandished blades and shrieks for blood. She came. Followed by her war host, her furies, her harpies, all eager to begin the slaughter, she came. Rocketing into camp, she gathered the gaze of all who stood, the hurt, the tired, Leaping to the ground, she spawned a dancer's pirouette, her blades coming unsheathed in her hands, bare feet resting but a moment in any one place. All eyes followed her. All attention was hers by right, if not by adoration. What host is this? What force of arms is held so in respite? Tis but a short breath of life in any of you, a spark to keep for an age or to build a blaze today and see it burn brightest if only for the now. Rise up, rise up, and join my chart to death's door in oblivion. A ragged roar arose from the folks as they began to form groups and prepare for death. No. One voice shattered the clamour to a silence that went beyond deafening. 
One word thundered across the warhouse lines and broke all movement to a standstill. One command, and all was made to cease, as if even time itself would not den- deny the will behind its utterance. He returned. Having not been seen neither day nor night since the first blows were struck upon the first day, he returned, moving with a killer's steady grace, dragging his death's head club across the battle-churned earth. He returned. Flesh laid bare for all to see his hulking form, broad of shoulder and torso, leg defined by muscled shape, arms fit to break the world's. He returned, covered head to toe in the Dagda's red, the faux blood, crimson gore matting his hair and beard, laired about his scarred skin. He returned. All were stunned to see him, and for many it was truly a new vision of horror forever to be recalled in their darkest hours. She turned to him and in an instant their gazes locked. Her will, likened to the lashing fury of storms of ending, threw itself against his. It found no weakness. As her eyes narrowed, all intent focused in a single moment. Give me the order. Set me loose and I will bring you ruin. The ruin you would bring this day would be the very end of us all, and I will not abide. Today is not the day of endings. An accord has been struck, and by my word, by my will, and by my club, it will be upheld. All who stood in attendance stayed, within a frozen breath, awaiting the outcome. The wrath of endings poised against the patience of beginnings. The Dagda planted his club's killing end in the soil, which began to greedily drink the blood from its surface as the Morrigan held his gaze. With a slow, silent bow of her head, the Morrigan withdrew, her host returning across the land and back into the darkness. She withdrew. As her chariot left sight, the Dagda dropped to a knee, supported only by his club. In the passing of but a second, the stillness of the horde was released and his warriors were around him, encouraging him to rest. With a sigh that blew away the battlefield smoke, the Dagda hauled himself to his feet. Take me to the wounded. Work yet remains to be done. So that is a story I wrote quite a while ago, a long, long time ago. Um, And as I said, it is before I really fully understood or knew a lot about the mythology of my own country, of my own like nation, of my own landscape. Certain images and inspirations were coming to me in those early days and still do when I, you know, put myself to the task of writing new tales. Um, the Dagda's energy and the Morrigan's energy, like uh, at no point does the Morrigan acquiesce to the Dagda in anything. And at no point does the Dagda acquiesce to the Morrigan in any of the lore. Um, this is a work of fiction, but it is a work of fiction inspired by my relationship with these deities um, and with the energies and the the interactions I have had. 
The thing that strikes me and the reason why I wanted to share this is Laura is doing the Morgan intensive stuff at the moment. And um, we have just finished our series of three free workshops that we have done um, just as, as part of our community gathering, as part of our community kind of care. And um, we like to give away as much kind of content as we actually can um, to support people in their spiritual growth. And of course, Morgan content is always going to be big. But there was a a section of the Tombow Cunha, which um, I didn't actually have in my mind from when I actually, to be honest, I, I did a lot of work on the Ulster Cycle. I have a series of classes in the Irish Pagan School about the Ulster Cycle, but I didn't dive into the Tombow Cunha in detail because there are multiple versions of it and it is a huge piece of work. And Laura has actually already done a, a reading of the Tombow Cunha, the cattle raid of Cooley, as it's elsewise known um on youtube so i'll probably pull out the links and put those in but there's a section in o'rahilly's translation where she talks about a blackbird and this blackbird comes to the doom coolia comes to the, the brown bull in Cooley, and kind of speaks to it it speaks to the bull and tells it that the men of ireland are going to come for it they're going to take it away and it says that you know in a version of the tale the blackbird is the morrigan but it gives her a different name it refers to her as electo now, I had no information on that at all, but it was only in the course of studying this kind of content and other people kind of connecting the dots and putting it together. Electo is actually one of the Greek furies. Or is it muses? I think she's a fury. Um, but it's it's one of these well-recognized names that is used to talk about these kind of divine beings in Greek circumstance. And so in one version, it refers to a, the bird being electo, but then it translates that again and says, it's actually the Morrigan. And it shows that the earlier, the early Christian monks who were writing this down, the early Irish lads had information, had connection, had all those stories. In the same way that we have references in um, Plato, when he's talking about like Hibernia and the, the islands at the edge of the world, um, he talks about Ireland. He talks about the fact that there is this island out there. Um, so it shows that there was information, there was exchange of information back and forward to have this connection of this name Electo, but then also to have it specifically referred to being the Morrigan. But in a story that I wrote in 2000, and, well, actually on this version of the website, I updated it, uploaded it here in 2016, but I think I wrote it in 2014, which, fuck, it's like nine years ago now. I referred to the Morrigan coming out of the darkness to bring the end of days, to bring the end of it all, because if um, her power is transformation, her power is the change and big changes and small changes. Absolutely. His power is the steady and the status quo and, and the building. Like it's not that he doesn't deal with change in the same way, but like they have their areas of expertise. If, if I can put it that way, I guess, um, so it was interesting to me that even all those years ago, I still use the word furies when I was it. So at some point of me not having any of that information in my mind was still connecting her with this imagery, with this imagery of um, like power and battle and change and transformation and prophecy in those ways. So the Morrigan is an amazing goddess. She's absolutely a legend. Um she has my love and she has my affection. She 100% has my respect. Um, but I don't work for her. I work for him, um, which is another story. Or you may have already seen um, how I met the Morrigan in our, our, our videos and our YouTube space. 
Um, but that is our video for today. I do have to get back on with other works. And I will say thank you very much for being with us. Gurdav Mila Mahagat for joining us at the Irish Pagan School. Do make sure you pop down into the resources there and into the description and pick up a link to free resources that we have at the Irish Pagan School. Um, it can really help steer steer you on the right information or the information that we recommend at the very least, because there's a lot of content out there. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that is misinformation, that is harmful information or just not good quality research. And so, you know, we don't claim to be the one true way. We never absolutely fucking never will. But what we will give recommendations on is what we see as like good resources and, you know, what we kind of see as bad resources or problematic resources or straight up harmful resources to indigenous native peoples all around the world. Um, so with that, Gaurav Magath, thanks for being with me. Thanks for joining in for the chats. And until next time, look after yourself. Take care. August long. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slonga full and we will see you next time.